everybody, and welcome back to Crowning Around, a podcast where three regular everyday peasants attempt to learn about the royal family through their depictions on film and television. My name is Sam Chung, and boy, we're just flying right through season two, because today we're talking about the penultimate episode of the season, and that's episode nine, which is entitled Pater Familius. As always, I'm uh, back or back with me to discuss this episode of uh, The Crown are my two all-star co-hosts. First, a guy who runs an 18-mile challenge every day. It's Ivan Vukovic. Ivan, how long does that challenge usually take you? Uh, well, I, I, I'm 31 years old right now, and I haven't started it yet. <laughs> it's an aspirational challenge. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Um, and also back with us, uh, a woman who's always on the lookout for royal detectives lurking around. It's Carlin Greenwald. Carlin, how do you know if someone near you is a royal detective? Well, apparently all it takes is them actually caring whether or not Prince Charles is alive. So <laughs> you could really mistake what I assume is a lot of people for a royal detective. Yeah, the bar is real. Well, Low bar. But then part of me is like, <laughs> part of me was like, but who does care? I well nowadays <laughs> it might actually be really easy to find a royal detective. You're right. <laughs> well, that's great. Um, all right, now I guess now I'll know. I'll be on the lookout for royal detectives in my own life. As always, right off the bat, I just want to say if you came here because you're curious about whether or not the events that transpired within season two, episode nine of the Crown Paterfamilias actually happened. Um, we don't know. We have no knowledge of, you know, this historical accuracy, but we're just going to assume that everything that we saw in the crown uh, is correct. I guess to get things kicked off, Carlin, you've got a quick recap of the episode for us. We're going to try to make it quick. There was like a lot of things that happened because like we had like a, a dual timeline situation, which is I don't think we've had that much of that in the crown where we're going from present day with Prince Charles, who I think is probably around like nine to 11 they i don't remember them saying and also um prince philip at around that age too back in the 30s i can't do math something <laughs> like that so basically elizabeth is being told by someone that is in charge of charles i'm pretty sure someone in school who's like yeah charles is getting bullied um maybe you should consider changing schools for him and elizabeth Along with Uncle Dickie, who has returned back on the show to just, you know, give his opinion. They're like, you know, let's let's send him to Eden. It's like not that far, not even a mile. A lot of, you know, little preppy boys go there. It makes sense. And when Charles learns this, he gets really excited and he gets fit for a bunch of cute little, little outfits. Like it's clearly this is the only time he's ever been happy in his life is getting ready to go to Eton. And of course, what happens then is Philip is like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I didn't say he could go to Eton. He is going to Gordonston, which is this like school in Scotland that emphasizes like military readiness and like physical fitness and being a tough lad. And because Philip went there when he was a youth. And so basically Elizabeth's like, oh, I, I don't know about this. And Philip's like, no, no, Charles is going. I, I don't care about the future of the crown like Charles is going to this school. And of course, what happens when Charles goes to this school is his little, his lily ass just gets handed to him. He's clearly like not, he's not a military lad. This is not his, uh, his vibe. But Charles, and, but Phillips insists that Charles has to stay. And we see flashbacks of how Philip 
was sent here because his father, let me see, his father wanted to go hang out with his mistress in Paris, I'm pretty sure. His mom apparently is um not mentally there and cannot take care of him. And all his sisters are Nazis and their, you know, their purpose, of course, is to have babies for Hitler. And so they can't take care of him either. So they sent him to Gordonston. Philip is a little, he's a little more like edgy. He like gets into fights and stuff. And one of these fights happens to result in his sister changing her plans. His sister, who, by the way, is very scared of flying. And then she dies in a plane crash. And that's kind of Philip's issue. We learn. Anyway, back in present day, there's like a huge little competition for all the Gordonston boys. And Philip is like ready for Charles to like prove his worth. Like, let's see. Let's see my boy like get to accomplish things. But in the end, what ends up happening is he doesn't even make it through the course he gets lost somewhere and the royal detective who was supposed to watch to like make sure charles isn't dying i don't really know i think that's what he was there for uh the royal detective has to go drive out and find him um so philip sort of gets to see that his son is like not quite um going up to the challenge the way he had because he actually did pretty well at gordonston once he uh had to embrace gordonston as his family when all his family was dead or didn't want him and uh, basically, it ends with uh, Charles getting a little plane ride from Philip in which Philip kind of tries to give him like a dad speech, but like it didn't really work because Charles is just really scared of dying on the plane. And we learn that Philip needs therapy. Elizabeth kind of tried to get him out of Gordonston again, but Philip pulls the divorce card and is like, nope, <laughs> if you take our son out of this wretched school, I will end the crown. So Elizabeth kind of just has to go with it. But in the end, Elizabeth also doesn't like try to comfort her son when he comes back from his very terrible time for like a brief little visit. So no one's really a good parent here. And now we know why Charles is the way he is. Thanks, Carlin. I want to start with that because obviously the beginning of season two, we were talking about, you know, this agreement that Liz and Phil had made so that Phil would be satisfied in his marriage, I don't remember. Do you guys, either of you remember like the official terms? Was this part of like what was discussed back then? I found this really surprising because I remember when they were going through that conflict, they didn't even mention that divorce is not an option, not not then or not ever. So I find it really surprising that Philip is even able to make that threat because it doesn't seem like that was ever on the table. Do you think he's not threat? Maybe it's not divorce. Maybe he's just threatening to like just go off and get five mistresses. I guess <laughs> Elizabeth really should have pushed back on that. She didn't want to uh, call his bluff there. I guess. Yeah. No, I don't even remember. I don't remember that being part of the terms either. So it was pretty surprising. But you know, maybe he's just pulling random terms like as he goes along. I always just assumed their agreement was that he would just stop complaining uh, in exchange for the prince title. Like I thought that was all it was. Uh, that's what I thought, too. Apparently not. Yeah, apparently he also has control over every school that they will go to forever. Was he going to send Anne to a school just like that? Like, oh, Philip. Yeah, but I guess the girl... Gordonston seems like a boys-only school at this point yeah. in time. There's a There has to be a girl... I feel like it either has to be a girl military <laughs> school or it has to be the complete opposite where it's like a girl finishing school where they teach him how to like sew and stuff. I will say like that, that that initial scene where uh the plan is to send Charles to uh Eaton and and Dickie's there and they're trying on all the outfits and Charles is just super psyched. That was just like the most joyous and wholesome scene in in the entire series. I love that. And then it just awkwardly kind of cut to the opening credits after that. Like 
just yep. the, like uh, this, this makeover scene and then boom the crown oh but that was the nicest scene and you just know that's gonna be the only nice scene that's ever going to exist on this show Dickie, my heart dicky was all over this episode um i think this was probably dicky's best episode oh yeah oh for sure by far and i didn't realize his presence just really stretched like such a breadth of time because you know he was there looking the same <laughs> 20 <laughs> years earlier <laughs> i think more or than I 20 like years th- earlier that's gotta be like 30, 30 40 years yeah 30 at least oh years yeah. ago because we're, we're we're like early 60s present day and then the the scenes uh in, in the flashback scenes were what like mid 30s 34 yeah. something like that yeah but he just does not age it's a superpower that's what happens when you know to send your kids to eaton yeah it saves you who does uh written correspondence better is it uh david and, and wallace or <laughs> charles and dicky oh man did we really get to see charles like he could he might be pretty sassy i don't know but i thought i i thought the whole thing was very heartwarming i don't know made me sad <laughs> heartwarming but made you sad um Quite a ringing endorsement. So, I don't know. Do we want to start with the flashback, or do we want to start with Charles in the present? There are no good options. <laughs> <laughs> let's do flashback. Let's start. Let's go back to 30-ish years ago, and Philip is sent to this school in Scotland because uh, it's taught by the esteemed Dr. Hahn, who is uh, a German expat who had to flee because... He was a he was a Jew, and this feels like something that a Nazi would not do. Like this feels, I'm so confused how he ended up here. I was, yeah, <laughs> I was so confused because, like, first of all, like I I'm barely piecing together like Philip's family history as it is, uh, but then you know to actually like see see them like you know visually depicted as being in Nazi Germany, uh, living this very Nazi Germany lifestyle. And then, yeah, to go to Scotland right in the, the years leading up to like, you know, the ascension of, of, of the Nazis and, and entering World War II. Like I, I was I was perplexed. I guess they just really don't like Philip. They're just like, <laughs> just just push him as far away as possible. But, yeah, no, that was what's- weird. That was weird. What's so special about Dr. Han? Wouldn't would there not presumably be like some esteemed educators in in Germany that they could send Philip to be taught under? But also, why was Dr. Han at this um little military school? It doesn't even seem like they emphasized education. Yeah, and Dr. Han, another person who doesn't age, but he looked old the entire time. Those people exist. Those people exist. So this this episode was full of ageless people, but Philip does not want to go to Scotland. Um, it's too cold. He'll be away from his favorite sister. Is this the first time we've met his sister? Like, we've heard him talk about his sister a lot. But I feel like this is the first time we've actually seen her. Uh, well, t- time out. Um, okay, so are all of his sisters, like, Nazi, like, wives slash mistresses? Like, or was it just this one? I think it was all of them. Because didn't Churchill say multiple Nazis? Uh, okay. But I believe... Wait... Nazis. Uh, Prominent Nazis. Yeah, definitely plural. (laughs) So, okay, so, uh, so, okay, so this sister is married to a Nazi. The other sisters, who I don't think we we've met on screen, like they weren't in this episode, right? But presumably, they're they're they likely have Nazi ties as well. And then Philip's dad, who 
I assume passed away at some point between this flashback and the present day, also had the Nazi ties. But it, so is it really just Dicky that completely like cleaned his hands of all of this and remained in the UK and didn't have any ties? I don't know. I guess we don't know the dad or if there are more siblings. Ivan, to your point about his family lineage, I was confused because at first, in the first scene that we see of young Philip, he's getting outfitted for his uniform and he's with a guy and I assume that was his dad, but it was. It turned out that is not his dad. Is that his brother-in-law? Yeah, yeah. That That's like his, yeah, his sister's uh, husband, right? Yeah, because then we meet his dad later and his dad sucks. Oh, his dad really <laughs> oh, big sucks. Time. But and but that was the first time we've met his dad, right? I believe so. is his. I'm assuming his dad is dead in the yeah. present yeah. timeline. He must be right. I think so. Because like why they, would Dickie be so present? Yeah, they're never like, hey, let's go visit other grandparents. But with that said, where's his mom? Is she still alive? Or are we just well, we, we saw we saw her briefly in this oh, episode. Did? Oh right? yeah, you're right. Yeah, but his mom yeah. is really out of it, right? Like she so. has been deemed like clinically insane. Yeah, rough, rough family. So, so if I were, so if we were to speculate, like after you know most of Philip's family passes away, um, including his father at some point, I assume, and after Philip finishes his schooling in Scotland, does he then just go like live with Dicky? Does he go straight into the military after that? I just I, like of of all the bits and pieces of the the family history for for them to give us, like. This was, I mean, obviously with his sister's death, it was somewhat pivotal, but I, this brings up more questions than answers. Yeah, and I assume they're not going to answer the questions. No, I mean, I, I have a hard time thinking they'll go back to this timeline. Like, I feel like this is our one episode in the timeline, and then, All you know. we're supposed to get was that Philip loved his sister, and then his sister died in a plane crash, and his dad sucks. That's all I got out of this. Okay, so there's more to this. Um, Philip has a hard time getting along with his peers. He thinks that he's better than all of them, um, and eventually this causes him to get thrown out of a window. <laughs> that was so wild. <laughs> Miraculously, like, no one is kicked out of school for this. It's just like, slap on the wrist, go build a wall. Could you imagine <laughs> if Charles had been thrown out a window? Like... <laughs> press that would have gotten (laughs) right so i mean obviously the parallels uh, you know here is that they're both of some form of royalty coming to the school where everybody there resents them for their status but what what exactly was philip's title at that point in time because he seemed to identify himself as a prince but but of what greece wait did i i feel like winston winston outlined this for us too i believe Schleswig, Holstein, Sonderberg, Glücksburg of the royal houses of Denmark and Norway, and latterly of Greece. <laughs> oh, that that doesn't help. <laughs> like we have Denmark, Greece, Germany, Norway. and the UK in the mix. Oh, so I think he thinks he's prince of many places. Yeah, the royal families of all the countries are just like one like spider web of like connection. Horrible. <sighs> It's such bullshit. <laughs> yeah, so I thought it was funny. Speaking of the wall, like they drive Charles up to the school and Phil is like, I built that wall. And then we see the circumstances by which he built that wall and they're really harrowing and traumatizing. Yeah, Philip 
never went to therapy clearly and um maybe he could have valid <laughs> found something from that oh yeah okay so speaking of him building the wall like since it's already brought up like the thing the the single moment that killed this episode for me was uh, you you might know where I'm headed here is like when he's building the wall and he can't you know lift up the gate himself and he goes into the dining hall and just in the most heavy handed <laughs> manner known to humankind just walks in and says I need help <laughs> just oh god like I just thought oh go fuck yourself. <laughs> You weren't moved. Just lost his sister in a plane crash. Yeah, you weren't moved by this tiny child trying to lift up foreseeably like a five hundred pound gate. <laughs> oh no, but but it was just like obviously there was supposed to be like you know a subtext behind that. I need help, but it was just so not just beat you over the head with it. I thought it was very lazy writing. Okay, well I cried like several times in this episode, so I or we have two <laughs> sides of the spectrum here. But wait, what, 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 including like that particular scene? Um, maybe not that scene. I don't remember to be totally honest. But there was a general air of this. This is horrible. What happened to this child? Um, I think the part. No, you know what did make me cry? It wasn't the gate. It was when he was in the boat and he was trying to flee. <laughs> And the doctor is just like, we're your family now. Because I'm just like, this is the worst way to solve this problem. <laughs> but wait, where where was he trying to flee to? Wasn't that just like a very small lake? Oh, I didn't I think, don't know. Yeah, I didn't think he was trying to flee? to flee. I think he was just like, <laughs> it's like Going a closed on a ride. Yeah, it's like a closed <laughs> pond. <laughs> He's like trying to you know flee. what? I don't know the geography of Scotland or this area. I definitely thought he was. I mean, I didn't think he was going to so get anywhere. No, never been there. But now I have to go. I want to see the school. Does it really look like this? I mean, the school looked terrible. The school looks like it had so many, I don't know, prop, like there's a leaky window, which I'm assuming has been leaky for the last like 500 years. Yeah. It just feels like it's falling apart in like real time. Do you yeah. think this school, assuming it still exists today, has Wi-Fi? <laughs> Could you imagine they didn't have Wi-Fi? I think it does have Wi-Fi, but the walls are too thick for the Wi-Fi to actually work anywhere. Like the Wi-Fi can't make it through the walls. It's just torture. So you, you need to configure it to like the five gigahertz instead of the two point four. Yeah. I just like to think that like they said in that little like text thing at the end that that like William and Harry didn't go here. You just like to think that George has to go here. They're just gonna skip a generation. <laughs> He's got to go back. Oh man. Him up. Charlotte will go here. <laughs> the old boys school. <laughs> Yeah. Archie will go here. <laughs> oh, man. It's just there, there was so much like people trying, but not trying hard enough to actually fix anything was kind of the big theme here. Like name yeah. a single adult who tried. I mean, besides, I guess the detective is the only one who tried and followed through. Everyone else. Nope. Yeah. I mean, the reason Philip gets thrown out the window is because he refuses to do manual <laughs> labor. I feel like that's justified. <laughs> like he's not he wrong. He has to do manual labor. He's not wrong. They should hire somebody to do these things. This school is a joke. <laughs> yeah. You know, you really can't expect like 10-year-olds to... I don't know how old they are. They're like 13. Yeah. 14. I'm so bad at this exercise. Like trying to guess the ages of children. Yeah, I don't know. But clearly has not... They can't... <laughs> can't lift things they're, they're too they're too young 
You know what I just realized is kind of funny? Uh, you, you know, in the present day, Dickie drops by to check in on Charles and see, you know, how things are going in the school. And, you know, like says, you know, if you're having a tough time, let me know and I'll try to get you out of here, help you out. He makes no such offer to Philip during his time there. Like even after, you know, his sister dies, like Dickie's like there is seemingly no invitation to, you know, go go live with him or to go to a different school of his choice. Like Dickie was just like, nah, you're good there. You'd like to think that maybe he learned something, but he clearly didn't learn enough. Dickie leaves Charles with like a huge picnic basket that's just going to make him more of a target. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you can get sure. a scene of him getting beat up in his picnic <laughs> basket taken. Give me your snacks. <laughs> Like when uh, when Charles is just, you know, in that car eating biscuits, like I just thought like, oh, God, I hope no one sees him right now. <laughs> it's so bad. No, no single royal knows how to not get their kid beat up at school. There's an alternate cut of this episode that is literally like a horror movie. It's like yeah. all the setup and you can see where it's going, but it's still like they have to show us anyways. Just uh, Philip is quite something. <laughs> I love how you just can't conceptualize what this will cause yeah. I mean, he also might just not care he doesn't really care if uh what happens to the crown yeah so i th- i guess that's the question like why is philip so adamant about this choice is it that charles needs to suffer the same way he suffered like why why is Char- why is philip so insistent that charles go to this school i i think it must be uh the fact that like Philip knew that prior to going to that school, he himself possessed a holier than thou attitude and and was convinced that he was better than everybody else because of his status and going to that school taught him otherwise. And I think he wanted that same lesson, you know, instilled, uh, you know, with Charles, but there would have been so many other better ways to do that. <laughs> And also, I don't know, Charles didn't seem particularly holier than thou. He might have been, and they just didn't show up, but he just seemed kind of like sniveling and pathetic and sad. Oh, sure. But but I, I, I imagine that Philip, Philip assumed that like Charles would just inevitably develop like, you know, a sense of superiority because he was, you know, the future heir to the throne. And I think Philip probably figured this was like his one shot to make charles a little bit more down to earth but again yeah probably like the worst way to go about it yeah oh philip so philip philip's main lesson to charles in the episode is this is not the real world (laughs) can you imagine as a young child just learning your father being like this is not real (laughs) like i remember I remember like hearing him say that line and just getting Matrix vibes. <laughs> I it's just so wild. Like if you could have just taken your son to like a McDonald's or something, show him the real <laughs> world, but uh no, you got to send him to to military school. The whole school yeah, oh my god. And like when has Philip lived in the real world? Like maybe the navy, but like he kind of seemed like they always kept him in a pretty Well, well that that's what I assume. It's like Philip went to the school, you know, presumably graduated and went on to either college or the military. So like between this moment and the time that he meets Elizabeth, he he's probably living like a very unroyal like existence. 
Can we talk about the mantra of this school? Because I feel like it changed like five times. <laughs> First, they're like, this school, you know, is all about physical ability. We value physical ability as much as academic ability, which terrible, you know, this is not going to prepare you for the quote unquote real world. <laughs> and then it changes to somehow this school is all about teamwork and it's all about working together. And then I feel like at some point the school is all about like, overcoming obstacles it's like the school is all over the place like get a brand and stick to it their brand is come live in a dickinsonian orphanage <laughs> but we're gonna call it a school if this school was really like this it's almost co it's just comically bad oh it's i like, hope it's still it's like, like a this. caricature of a bad school it really is so we have to assume this is exactly what it was like that oh those just exist in england can we imagine what Charles's life would have been like if he had gone to Eton after all? Like, he would have been coming home every, if not every weekend, every day. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, honestly, I don't know if it would have changed the exact course of his life, but, like, it might have. He could have just been, like, an insufferable, like, little asshole, like all the royals <laughs> are, and, like, maybe not cause the amount of trouble he did. But who knows? Who knows? So, I mean, uh, presumably... Anne probably got like sent off to some, you know, kind of like female equivalent of Eton College, right? Yeah, probably. Because it look, they also showed us that Philip clearly likes Anne better. So I think oh, yeah. he'd be more likely to spoil her and like take her somewhere nice. Right. But I guess like the, 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 the difference between Anne and Charles is that Anne is pr presumably not going to be the monarch one day. Yeah, I don't think she had much of a chance going in considering she has three brothers it's ironic that Anne ends up being philip's favorite because this is the same trauma that he faces with his own father who blames philip for his sister's death and then at the funeral it's like you killed my favorite child okay that is it was so bad it was so bad oh i hope that's exactly how it played like it's just that's so bad yeah, like, how can you not be traumatized after that? And there's no way Philip has processed this correctly. No, I, not at all. See, I feel like we really need to know at what point Philip's father passed away for, for us to get a better understanding of his arc. Oh, for sure. And also, I feel like we never see Philip and Elizabeth really parent for more than two seconds. So it's just very, you don't really get any like strong impressions beyond this episode of how he parents any of his other children. Yeah, no, we only ever get Liz looking at her children through the window. <laughs> Has she ever? I think she's maybe held one once. <laughs> I know, oh, now, wild. now I'm trying to, did she ever, did she directly interact with Charles at all in this episode? I don't know if she has the entire series. Like maybe. Wait, did she? Did she Maybe tell me they like, were going to Eaton? Did you say? Did she tell yes, them that? I think, that he was yeah, I think they did at the very beginning. That's like their first interaction ever. <laughs> I, st I was so wow. like it was so gut wrenching when she didn't like try to even talk to him at the very end of the episode. Like, girl, you're setting yourself up for everything terrible that happens after this point because you never tried to even like hug your son and be like. I'm glad you're home. Well, but where, where do you where do you think that like that that Elizabeth picked up that like distant approach to parenting? Because you, you you don't get the sense that Bertie was a distant father. Okay, straight up, I don't know. Maybe they taught her this like in when she had to go learn how to be queen. Like, don't touch your children. 
Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah. Man, this episode was <laughs> a ride. It was a downer. Let's talk about uh, <laughs> the challenge. So <laughs> Philip is coming to the school to present the award for, you know, winning the challenge. He must know <laughs> there's no way his son is going to win the challenge. Let me interject real quick and say that when he is presenting this award, there is a portrait of him up on the <laughs> wall behind him. And I'm wondering, is that framed portrait always there or did they hang it up just for the ceremony? We need to know these things and they never told us. I would think that it's always there. It's like when you go to a comedy club and there's like, <laughs> they try to take credit for like everybody's start who like happened to pass through their comedy club. Mm-hmm. Like one time. So so uh, Philip is Louis C.K. at this point? <laughs> yeah, I think basically. so. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that was so bizarre. Because like you kind of like it took me out of the moment to be like, oh, yes, Matt Smith had to take that photo <laughs> for them to put it on this wall for this moment. What, was it a photograph or a, for, or a painting? It, oh. I, I couldn't quite tell. I don't know. There's photographs of Philip all over the school, right? Because at one point, Charles is just like looking in a glass case that seems empty, save for one photo of young Philip. (laughs) I swear to God, this is how they like show we're family here by just taking random photos (laughs) and putting them up on the wall. Yeah, these are our most tortured orphans. (laughs) We love them most. (laughs) But yeah, Charles, so... He insists to Dr. Han that he's ready for the challenge. He wants to do it. And then it it cuts to the day of the challenge. They're like, one, two, three, go. He's not ready at all. He's not even running. (laughs) No. He's just waiting at the start line. Honestly, like, Charles, like, probably could have completed that challenge if he just paced himself and didn't didn't overexert himself. Because, like, how, how... how long was it? Did they say? 18 miles? I thought they said 18 it? miles. Oh, okay. 18 miles. Okay, that, that's a bit lengthy, I guess. But it, it seems like if he had just kind of gone at his own pace, he wouldn't have gone missing at least. Yeah, I mean, hypothetically, even if you walk, you should be done in like six or seven hours. Right. I, yeah. I guess. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I would probably also get lost. He could do like a brisk walk for 10 minutes and then more of like a leisurely walk for another 10 and just alternate and he'll he'll get it done he's he's not going to still be missing come nightfall <laughs> he's the only person with a map like how have they not done have they never done the route before i don't know i don't understand this challenge i are you not at risk for getting attacked by animals <laughs> <laughs> he also brought the most amount of stuff with him like his backpack was enormous compared to like the baggage that the other boys had <laughs> Charles was ready to get stuck in the woods. Like, he might have not been ready to run, but he was ready to plant down and wait for someone to save him with some biscuits. That backpack was the reason he fell so far behind. He was, like, trying to get it over the fence for, like, a good, like, minute. Who even taught him how to pack a backpack? I don't think he's ever done that in his life. This is probably why it's so big. (laughs) He's like, oh, I definitely need this, and I need... He's, like, he's probably, like, the worst person at packing a carry-on. I I need my Game Boy Color. (laughs) But, like, I don't like that we never got to see him pack this bag. That feels like it could have been a nice moment of characterization for Charles. But no, we don't know what's in his bag. We could have done without him sleeping in the window or in the window that's broken in the rain and seen him packing his bag for sure. Yeah. Which. <laughs> just, just give one kid pneumonia. <laughs> I know. I, 
We were like actively watching him like get hypothermia. <laughs> I just want to know what would they have done if Charles had like had a serious thing happen to him? Like, I mean, good luck, Andrew, I guess. Like, would Elizabeth be mad? <laughs> the flip side is like, it seems like they have all the tools. Like, he could just fix his window. No. <laughs> He don't. No one fixes. I think they just. That's like the. That's the bullied kid window. Clearly, they right. just. They just put the kid they don't like there. They don't want right. to fix it. Because like Phil, Philip was inspecting that window when he dropped Charles off at the school with like some sense of familiarity with it. Like, <laughs> has it really been broken for thirty years? And it, it's just kind of a rite of passage to have somebody sleep there next to that window and have a really bad time. I I literally thought that's what they were implying. <laughs> At that point, you can kind of blame Philip for not fixing this window. Like, <laughs> you right. built an entire wall, bro. Fix the window. I like to think someone broke it before they knew Charles was going to come. Be like, up oh, another royal. Okay, well. I was gonna, I was gonna say because it seems like you know a good setup for somebody that you're trying to haze, but like you don't <laughs> always have somebody to haze. Like before Charles arrived, like was there somebody else that they were picking on? And like, you know, they're like, Greg, good news. We've got a new kid <laughs> showing up. Like you get to graduate over to the next bed. You're going to be dry tonight. But also like everyone would be cold. Like it's just, it's just not a good strategy. Did they ever get the heat fixed on their showers too? Or is that just like also something they have to always endure? Again, I, I don't know how people aren't having more issues at this school. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems like everybody should have hypothermia at all times. So Dickie, I want to talk about Dickie again because when Charles tells Dickie that he's not having fun at the school because of said window, among other things, Dickie's like his strategy is don't tell Philip, go to Elizabeth. But should Dickie have just told Philip himself? Like this seems like a really backwards approach. Yeah, yeah. He should have just told Philip. <laughs> I don't get that part. You think that Dickie seems like a kind of mentor figure for Philip, but apparently he can't tell him that his great nephew is like, I didn't get that. That felt like a very cowardly thing on Dickie's part. Yeah. Like, is Dickie afraid of, I, I just don't understand, like, what's the harm? Like, their family, like, Dickie's literally the only person in Philip's family who seems to show him <laughs> any care <laughs> ever. Instead, I mean, I do like that it gave us this line. Bully children are scarred for life. <laughs> but like, Dickie, you can just tell, you can just tell Philip yourself. Wait, yeah. but, but hold on. Like, again, like, how does Elizabeth know that? Like, from what experience? Has she read a book now? She's read one book now. She, she had a happy childhood. Her parents loved her and cared for her, both her and her sister. Like, where did she, like, witness, uh, you know, abuse and neglect and bullying? Like, what, what is she, what, what personal, like, worldview is she drawing from? But Bertie had that. Maybe she learned it from him. Do you remember how his dad was, like, really horrible to them? Yeah, and I'm sure Bertie was also just, like, bullied in general for his stutter. Hmm. So maybe from there, I don't know. But, but Birdie turned out all right. Well, kind of. He kind of had a really bad smoking problem and died at like 50-something. Yeah, but not, he didn't have like fundamental character flaws as a result of being bullied by his parents, right? I feel like depending who you ask, they, they depict him as having like crippling anxiety, which led to a smoking problem. <laughs> yeah, I think it was implied that like he 
went on to like the weak side of like character flaws not like in a he's not like mean to people but like they consider him like a weak figure mm, interesting that, but like that even that is a bit of a stretch like i'm just curious like where where does this sage wisdom come from like where, where did elizabeth like learn that like you know bully children end up this way <laughs> it was our first lesson with her tutor <laughs> the the, la the episode we never saw. Spe speaking of which, speaking of which, that Tudor episode had a special place in my heart uh, as probably the worst episode of season one. And Excuse you. And this episode, <laughs> I think, uh, gets 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 crowned the victor thus far. Not having seen the finale, but this was episode nine of season two, the penultimate episode. N nothing about this felt penultimate. Yeah, I would agree with that. Because I assume Charles is going to disappear next episode, so like I don't really know what it's building to. That's the, that's the thing. What is this season building to? I feel like last season we, we you know, we had a couple of uh, you know, things driving the story forward, uh, you know, particularly stuff with Margaret and, and Peter Townsend. But what what has been the the arc of the season? Like we thought it was going to be uh, Elizabeth and, and Philip's marital woes, but those got, you know, resolved pretty early on. And, you know, we had the, you know, subplot with uh, Margaret and, and Tony. But other than that, like there there hasn't really been a seasonal arc here. I assume that they don't do seasonal arcs. They're just like, well, we got to cover this much in Elizabeth's life. We're going to stop at a certain date, and that's it. Sometimes it feels that way. I don't know Elizabeth becoming old, but like middle-aged, not old, old. That's for later seasons. All right, so the final scene of this episode is in a plane. So really come full circle here from the start of the episode. And Charles hates flying, which reminds Philip of his sister. And Charles, um, Philip says... Uh, at first, that he's not disappointed with Charles. He's proud of the effort. It's all about improving. And this devolves really rapidly. <laughs> well, can we also quickly talk about uh, like the fact that Philip got so into flying despite this startling revelation about you know his sister's fate? I guess he really had to prove that planes weren't going to ruin his life. I don't know. It's just that air. Was, yeah, I, I guess that's like the approach of really get to know the thing that you fear or not fear in this his case but like have caused you the most distress it makes sense in a way but i can't explain why it's exposure therapy all right anything we haven't touched on this episode i feel like we've touched upon most of it the funeral scene was too long um <laughs> I, it went on for so long and, and, and a few too many swastikas the, it just was i didn't want to see the whole parade i i got it after the first like minute and a half maybe maybe this is being too glib but like it does say something about this episode was that the scene with like you know just full-on like nazi flags and swastikas all over the place was not the most dreary scene of the whole episode yeah oh my god also on that note that's like we see his sister primarily through those scenes and she like leave I feel like she leaves him like hanging on the phone multiple times. Like she's not a great sister. No, that just shows how bad everyone else is. <laughs> Yet she is his favorite sister. I don't know. Oh man, does Philip have any nice people in his life? Unknown. Dicky. I guess he does have Dicky. He does have Dicky. Also, hold on. Another quick thing about Dicky and actually tying back to that funeral scene. So, you know, I I I don't 
quite know like you know fully like what the progression toward like you know division between the united kingdom and and germany was at at this point in history but like presumably like dicky was visiting the country uh, i mean he he was wearing like like british military attire there there was like nothing german about his uniform right so he was kind of like there on with like some kind of diplomatic status right it seemed like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I th- that 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 seemed really weird to me cuz like again just the the overwhelming amount of like swastikas that like in those scenes just made me like wonder like how safe was it for 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 Dickie and 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 quite frankly Philip to even be there like I mean it, it seems like it would be very uh very easy for the Germans to learn that like this kid was had just come from a school where he was being taught by somebody who who fled Germany, right? You'd think. I that just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know how to have it make sense. All right, shall we move on to our kinky crown award for this episode? Ugh. We're gonna try. <laughs> I had a hard time. I had a really hard time. I had one and I think it's got to be, so all the kids apparently like cold shower every day and then Philip to prove that he, (laughs) that he has what it takes, stands in the cold shower for like 30 seconds. Okay. That was one of mine. (laughs) Yeah. Like that was (laughs) kid asserting his dominance, you know? Yeah. that, That was pretty much it for me. Yeah, I only got the the metaphorical Hitler like personally ruining Philip's life by like making his sister have a bunch of kids. Like that's really what happened here. It was Hitler's fault. Oh yeah. And then I I just thought the line like meddling is what Dicky does was kind of funny. I Dicky's <laughs> name is like all I got. <laughs> I didn't even get to play this line. His Royal Highness is different. <laughs> <laughs> Poor kid. <laughs> I I would vote for the shower scene. That was kind of like the best one. Uh, can, can, can I throw in like a dark horse? Uh, yeah, let's go. Uh, the make uh, the 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 scene where um, uh, Charles is being you know fit with outfits for Eton College. I, I think that there was definitely some like metrosexual like undertones to all of that. Like al- almost like like Dickie being like, "You be yourself, buddy." I do see that. Well, if we're throwing in dark horse candidate, dark horse candidates, I guess we could go with you know the one kid coming up and throwing Philip out the window. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what is that energy? <laughs> That's just where there's just so much toxic masculinity that it becomes homoerotic. Yeah, because then they have to build. The, they're tasked with building a wall together. <laughs> I could so see someone turning that into like a, a YA romance, like a. <laughs> Started off with defenestration and then uh, <laughs> forced proximity had to build a wall together. Yeah, and then it just leads to a romance. Um, <laughs> we had such good stuff here. I think I'd probably go with the shower too. I, I do like the shower. Yeah. But Ivan, I liked your creativity. It was good. Yeah. I mean, hey, some of those outfits were nice. Though, I, I, Again, that was like the best thing that ever happened to Charles. I, I'm just glad that nobody nominated Herr Hitler wanting people to have children. Yeah. I uh, I learned in this episode. Speaking of things that we learned, I learned the a pro- the proper way to put on a top hat. Apparently. Oh yeah. Ivan, what did you learn? Uh, I, again, <laughs> like I, it just raised so many questions. Like I learned a little bit about Philip's family history, but 
but just enough to feel like I know nothing at all. Carla, what about you? You learn anything noteworthy? I learned that there's a Prince Philip trophy that you can win at Gordonston. We have to visit if we ever go to Scotland. Yeah. I don't know. They probably won't let us in. I think you actually can't go into Eton. So I assume you also can't go into Gordonston. Yeah, but it feels... So here's the thing. It seems like you can't go into Eton, right? Because Eton is like high profile people. But it feels like an average year at Gordonston is just regular people. (laughs) I guess so. Okay, we're going to have to try that. Granted, I feel like they still wouldn't let you into a school. It is probably a security (laughs) risk, but we can like look at it. We can just do a drive-by. Oh my God. Just look from afar. I'd be down. Let's do it. Yeah, let's let's go visit. Let's go do the challenge. I <laughs> could happen. Do you think they still do the challenge? I assume not. It seems like a very weird '60s thing. Like when they were kind of obsessed with physical. Fi- that was a thing. Okay, wait. Am I allowed to say anything I know about the general world or no? Sure. Sure. Yeah, like it was a thing in um, Nazi Germany was like they really valued physical fitness. So all like little Hitler youth would have to go do really intense PE. And so then the rest of the world responded by having like weird PE programs where like you would have to like learn how to do pull-ups and stuff for like no reason. Like that's where the presidential fitness test started. Presidential fitness test. Oh, man. So I assume they would have abolished it by now. I'm breaking the rules. Uh, I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing. (laughs) I, I am uh, looking at the uh, the Wikipedia the Wikipedia page for Gordonston and looking at some of the famous alumni. Okay, <laughs> and there's some interesting ones here. Um, so at some point they definitely opened it up to to uh, to girls as well as boys. Oh wow! So because one of the um, famous uh, alum is Una Chaplin, who is. Uh, uh, Charlie Chaplin's daughter, and she was in uh, Game of Thrones, I believe, as uh, Rob Stark's wife. What? Yeah, Wait, I didn't know that. What? Yeah, and then um, th- this is an interesting one. Uh, Duncan Jones, who uh, is David Bowie's son and the director of films such as Moon and Source Code, he Why went would to Gordon. David Bowie send his son here. I don't know. So so maybe maybe that's a sign that like conditions at this place did improve in the second half of the 20th century. I guess. Wow. Huh. And did, and for the wait, record, is, uh, I'm confused uh, why is that a sign? Like they didn't improve it for the literal like <laughs> Well, because because Prince David Bowie is not going to send his son to this place if this place hasn't gotten its act together later on. Like, how do you know he's, like, behind the scenes? He's not just like, you need to toughen up. This is not the real world. (laughs) (laughs) No, Bowie. Wait, so, Um, wait, how many, are we allowed to look up how many royals actually went here? Because we know that William and Harry didn't. Quite, quite a few, but, uh, but Andrew and Edward both went there. Okay. Eh, That kind of makes sense. Yeah, so a bunch of, bunch of royals and aristocrats, um, and then... Yeah, I mean there there's quite a few people. Um I I don't I don't even have time to go through the entire full list, but I, I presume it's going to be like a lot of like who knows, like politicians and such, but yeah, it's it's a pretty lengthy list. But yeah, the the most the famous the most famous names that stuck st- stuck out to me um were Una Chaplin and Duncan Jones and then also um Balthazar Getty. Um, I don't know if, if if you're aware of this um, actor. He played uh, Ralph in like the film adaptation of Lord of the Flies from like 1990. He is apparently <laughs> a real um, deep cut. 
Well, but but the the reason I know him is because he was like a character in the final season of Alias. If you ever watched <laughs> that show with Jennifer Garner, he just played like a you know CIA agent um, that they just like tacked on in the fifth season because so many of like the other regulars had had departed by that point. Um, yeah, so really interesting hodgepodge of people that ended up going there after presumably more walls were built. Interesting. interesting. Um, I mean, I feel like you're not really saying anybody like super famous. Like <laughs> it's like the kids of famous people. This is basically just like a Actually, relatively famous episode. Well, no, no, no. That that's exactly it cuz Balthazar Getty, member of the Getty family, you have Una Chaplin and then you have uh, uh Duncan Jones. These are all children of famous people. This is a weird place. This is a very weird See, place. See now now we're getting somewhere. And on that note. All right, so that I think should take us to a close here on the penultimate season two episode where we're going for season 10 as we've established no idea <laughs> no narrative structure but looking forward to it um this really crept up on us i feel like this is a really fast uh season yeah for sure yeah. all right ivan if people want to uh find you on social and chat with you about the crown where can they do that well as i'm a student at gordonston i don't even have wi-fi so <laughs> i'm not on any of these channels uh, Carlin, what about you? Um, Twitter at Carlin Greenwald, Instagram at Carlin underscore G E E. All right, and you can find me on Twitter at Sir Sam Chung. But the best place to reach us, if you have any questions about anything that happened in the episode that we can't answer, is on Twitter at Crown Around Pod. Uh, so we will be back next week to discuss the finale of season two, which is entitled Mystery Man. And uh, let's see, Mystery Man is about a salacious government scandal which hits close to home for Elizabeth and Philip. Elizabeth is going to retreat to Scotland for rest during a difficult pregnancy. I forgot she was pregnant. <laughs> well, I mean, now she has another one. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, wait. Oh, yeah, because Andrew was, like, just born. Wasn't he, like, two episodes yeah. ago? I think I Edward has she... to be born. God, I don't even remember. Okay. So, yeah. She's going to be pregnant and have a kid all in the span of this finale. That's wild. I uh, can't wait. Cool. So stay tuned for that. Uh, in the meantime, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. And God save the queen. God save the God queen. God save the queen.